0: Hi, I'm John.
1: And I'm Cecilia.
0: Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks.
1: Hey, Crazy Cats, we're back. We just spent an incredible weekend at the Haunted Old Park Hotel in Ballinger. I actually set this up about six months ago as a Christmas present for John. Um, I didn't surprise him since he had to take time off from work <laughs> so we could go. And I will tell you, we had some some interesting. Is interesting a good word, John?
0: That's to put it mildly.
1: Yeah, some interesting experiences, a uh, whole lot of steps, <laughs> lots and lots of <laughs> lots and lots of children running around. But I don't have to tell you about it because we actually have the owners of the Old Park Hotel here ready to chit-chat with us. So I want to welcome Dan and Connie Lafave. So welcome to the show, guys. I really appreciate y'all coming on to talk about that crazy place that y'all own. I know it's crazy, just like
2: us. Yeah, it's
1: crazy,
3: just like us. We're crazy people. So We ended up. I think the place kind of picked us.
1: So, how does two reasonably normal people,
0: <laughs> whatever that means,
1: come to reasonably. acquire <laughs> reasonably?
3: Yeah, <laughs> come to acquire such a place. The bottom line is, Dan and I have been ghost hunters for a very long time. Dan, star, you know, has been all over uh, this, you know, south uh, south part of the United States. Hunting, just all kinds of places and famous places. And he got a start in Jefferson. And then he just it just migrated and became this big exploding, hop, not hobby, but some people might say career uh, in, the, in the paranormal. But um, it wasn't until 2006 when we met that he, that I, that I joined and I learned how to be an investigator. So I have about 15 years experience, but all of that was, was you know, I learned from Dan everything. And then as we, you know, the time grew by, you know, I always tell Dan there's, a, there's three stages and there are four stages in ghost hanging. We're always cracking jokes about it because I, w- I have to tell everybody I meet that there's four stages in ghost hanging. There's this beginning stage when you first get your first little recorder and you're walking around and you're saying, Ooh, I got an EVP. I'm so cool. Uh, <laughs>
2: yep.
3: I'm so cool. Look at me. I got an EVP and I got a piece of equipment and maybe I'll get another piece of equipment. And then the second stage is, oh, my God, I'm so cool that I've got my very own team. And we are going to record stuff and put it on YouTube. And we're going to be like, everybody's going to know who we are. Right. And we're going to be the first to catch the ghost, the, the, the imaginary ghost that everybody's seeing. We're going to catch them first. Like, it's a big deal. And then the next stage is when you say, oh, my God, I'm so popular and so cool, even though we don't really believe it, all that. Um, that I might get a TV show or that I might be noticed on TV or someone talked to me on TV and I'm so cool. And then there's the last stage. Oh, my God, I own a haunted location. I am the best. <laughs> I'm the awesomeness. I am truly on top of the world now, and nobody can touch me. Yeah. But see, we kind of skipped over stage three and went sta- straight to stage four. Yep. We're kind of doing it out of order. But either way, no matter what, we're very grateful and humble for the people in the field that we've met that have taught us along the way, that have introduced us to every piece of equipment we, we haven't been able to use and, and don't know about. Every location has a, a wonderful owner who puts their heart and their soul into the location. And then Dan and I, uh, we kept ghost hunting, and we moved to San Angelo, looking for more places to ghost hunt. Dan, I'll let you tell this part of the story, because this is when you saw the article.
2: Yeah, um, I want to interject something really funny, though, when she was talking about those steps. We had Brian and Rochelle from Ghost Hunters Mm -hmm. TV show on A&E at our hotel last year, last summer, and Connie was in the main hallway where our museum area is, where we have all the pictures that you guys have seen. Yeah. Well, anyway, she's she's going through these four steps being really funny in the hallway, saying it really out loud, and then she gets to step three and she goes, yeah, it's exciting to have a TV show. But it's more exciting to own a place, and Brian and R- oh. Brian and Michelle and standing like right behind her. <laughs> oh man! And they're Burn. they're just having a hoot. They're having a hoot over what she was saying. Yeah, because you know they here. They were on this popular television show. And they're standing right behind her. It was like really funny, right?
0: And she's saying, "Oh well, it's yeah, that's good, but this is much better."
2: <laughs>
3: right? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I-
0: uh, I love it. I,
3: was, I just totally get into that, but I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm very thankful for all of that. I'm I'm thankful for every step along the way and every person that has come before us that has gotten to own a place or been on TV. It's all a part of this big knowledge base that we're all feeding into. Yeah. And I think every time we add to it, yeah, it makes it that more rich if we can just keep all the drama out. But Dan was uh, looking through, you know, the the internet,
2: and he found an article about Bal- and Ballinger. Yeah, and I'll tell you more about, about all that. First of all, we weren't looking for a place. I mean, most people think, oh, my goodness, they were out looking for a haunted location. Um, that was probably the last thing that was on our mind several years ago. Really, what happened was I saw this article, and it was a really popular article. came out at Halloween of 2015. And it just really caught my attention. It was in a, uh, a website here called San Anselo Live. And I just couldn't stop myself from reading it. And basically, like Connie said a second ago, we moved up here. We were trying to find different locations, basically different mystery locations. And we'd already done some really big investigations here in San Anselo. We did Fort Concho with the San Anselo Standard Times there with us. One of the reporters was there. And wrote a huge story that came out in a big newspaper spread on a Sunday newspaper. So that really got us out there in this whole area. Everybody started looking at us. And then we did another investigation with Concho Valley Paranormal. We did the Cactus Hotel in downtown San Angelo. And oh, I know this that was a that really, is. Yeah, this was a really huge investigation. Um, they closed down the whole building. Connie was mad that something came up. She couldn't be a part of it. And I know she was really upset about that. It's just the way things played out. But that was one of the first uh, Hilton hotels. So that was a really big investigation. And then a few months later, I find this article. And I was telling Connie about it. I was like, this place is really cool looking. And it was just a really long article. And I told her, I said, we need to drive up to Ballinger and take a look at this place, see what it's all about. And she was like, yeah, we'll see when we can get around to it. But it was like Halloween. And I remember I contacted the owner, I contacted her through, uh, I think I called her, it might have been email, I don't even remember, but she basically blew us off like you won't believe. <laughs> because even though I was explaining who we were and what we had done and our past, it was a very professional email and she just didn't want anything to do with it. It was like... She was being hounded basically because of that big article when it came out. Yeah, and everybody, everybody and their dog wanted to get into the place to see what it was all about. And I remember I was like really, I was kind of put off at the time because I was thinking, oh man, you know, here's a great opportunity for us to see this building. Well, she told me at the time she said, "I'll maybe get back with you later." Well, I thought our chances were really slim that she would ever contact me back. But a month later, she did contact us. And the funny thing about that day was it was, she said, you can come on up. It was, it was storming. It was like the worst possible dark, dreary, gloomy day that you could possibly go look at a haunted location. <laughs> no, the best. I like think the best. Yeah. And, and I'm going to let Connie tell the rest of the story because she tells that part, I think, better than I do.
3: Well, basically, it was it was that time of the year, November, when uh, we had our Dan's mom up with us, and we love her so much, and she she always comes up every Christmas and every and every Thanksgiving. Well, this was the uh, year she came up to see us, and she happened to be with us when we got a call from Jeanette, who's the owner, and and Jeanette said, "Why don't y'all come on up and take a look around?" And uh, we asked Ann, Ann, would you like to go with us? Because, you know, there's this really cool antique store that we'd like to go check out. We didn't tell her, you know, that it might be haunted, that we're really going to look and see if there was any ghosts, uh, creep around the place and smell stuff. You know, that we told her that we were going to go check out antiques. So we get out of the car, walk in, and Jeanette starts walking upstairs and she starts showing us around and we're just like, our faces are really, really big, you know, bright eyes. And Dan looks at me like, with puppy dog eyes, like, oh my god, I'm like, no, no, no,
0: <laughs> no. too much
3: stuff everywhere, I'm not going to clean this crap up,
0: we're not adopting it, we're not taking it home,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, no, no, just forget it, and he's walking up the stairs, and Jeanette turns around, and she goes, you know, I'm selling the place, and he just looks at me, I'm like, no, 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 because we weren't in a place, uh, you know, financially or mentally, that we could you know, we were just kind of climbing out of our hole. And I was just looking at how much, you know, SHIT there was everywhere. Right. And he was, he was like <laughs> puppy dog eyes because he likes everything old. So we, we did a tour and unfortunately...
0: 10,000 square feet of SHIT. Yes.
3: Yes, exactly. A lot of SHIT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, basically, the bottom line is we went home and we talked and I was like, honey, we just can't do this right now. And then we had a tragedy a couple months later. Um. In February, we found out that Anne had a, uh, she had a heart attack and she was put in
1: the hospital Aww.
3: and we went up to see her and she ended up coming home with us when well, she got out of the nursing home and we thought everything was fine and we bring her to our house to live with us. We're going to take care of her for the rest of her life. We loved her. We're like, we're going to do this. And within three days, she had passed away. So she got to see the hotel before she passed. And. It took us three to six months. I don't even know how long. It was probably three months before us to get her, her affairs in order. It was an awful process. Within that three months, the next month, my mother, my biological mother died. And then the month after that, my brother-in-law died.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Oh, so we literally lost three people in three months, and it was horrific time for us. But in the midst of all of that was Anne's estate, and she left it to Dan, of course, because Dan's the only child. And so Dan decided to use a portion of, of her estate to invest instead of just he wanted to keep her legacy alive. And he did it by looking at me one day with his puppy dog eyes (laughs) when Jeanette called and said, you know, I'm selling it for half the price that we said originally. And she really wanted to sell it to us. Yeah. So, you know, she had a lot of opportunities. A lot of people said they wanted it. She just kept turning them down. She said she was talking to the spirits in the place. And she just said, we want to sell it to you. And we got our affairs in order, and within just a couple of weeks, we had the place in our possession.
1: Wow. It almost seems like it really did want you guys. Yeah, it really does.
2: We really do feel that the spirits picked us for that place.
3: It's weird how people in this field, you know, they they acquire properties at, at different, in different ways. Uh, and it's just weird how things happen. We never thought in a million years we would be lucky enough after being paranormal investigators be able to do that. I got to tell you,
1: we've interviewed a number of haunted homeowners like you guys. Yes. Who own like popular places and whatnot. And it seems to be an underlying theme that they weren't looking to buy. Uh, They were just traveling down the road. Yeah. (laughs) They got a sudden pull. Yeah. it, it, It seems like the houses are choosing who they want. It really does. I agree. And I think that's great
2: yeah it's, it was really strange how it all happened because we really that would have that was the last thing on our mind really back then and it's it's gone through this involvement basically almost five years later now and here we are it's on television everybody including you guys are enjoying the place mm-hmm. it's just it's a been an amazing journey it really has
1: so let me ask you a question what was the first experience that y'all had in the house
2: it was actually very strange experience we right after we bought the building the last thing really on our minds at that point was doing an actual paranormal investigation we really we didn't have the time at that moment we had just bought this huge building that had a lot of stuff in it she had sold a lot of antiques so the building was basically most of it was empty except for a lot of stuff she left and it took her like two years to get all that stuff out Basically, we, from what I remember, we were there, I think it was like a few days after we bought it, and we were, we were there with a friend. It was just me, Connie, and the friend, and we were walking down the main hallway, which is now our museum area with the pictures, with a clipboard, kind of like thinking, okay, what needs to be done now? What needs to be done? What's second? What's third? It was just all this work to do. And all of a sudden, we all hear what sounds like a crackling uh, speaker somewhere like like and like basically like one of those old speaker phone type things and we're all looking around trying to figure out where that noise is coming from it just sounded really strange and all of a sudden this old woman's voice comes out and fills the whole hallway around us wow. and goes and goes hello and we just, we all looked at each other like, my God, what just happened? It was like that.
3: That is awesome. She sounded like she was right there. Just right right around the corner. Right on top us. of us.
1: I did notice the residents in your building have a tendency to get right up on top of you.
2: <laughs> it was, <They> do. <laughs> it probably was one of the clearest disembodied voices I've ever heard. I mean, if you would have known better, it sounded like there was a fourth person standing right there with us. And... We didn't have to say, did you hear that or what was that? We were just all looking at each other going, whoa.
1: (laughs) That
3: is really awesome. Did did it happen a lot or was that like a one-off? The audibles happen sporadically. Uh, That one happened that day. We've had a couple more since where you can just hear people talking to us. That one was a weird one because it was more like a, uh, are you out there and who are you? Oh, okay, I'll be quiet now. (laughs) Kind of one of those things.
2: A lot of people, basically, who have come to the building, hear disembodied voices a lot now. There was one where, not too long ago, a group was walking in our toy room, where the dolls are, recording just a video as he was walking through, and I believe that was Dirty South Paranormal, and he gets a disembodied voice of a girl that says, leave me alone. Ooh. And it was captured on the video.
3: Wow. See, at the Old Park Hotel, we don't get just little snippets. We get whole sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you sit on the bed in the room next to Bonnie and Clyde, and just at, uh, within five minutes you can get a whole sentence on, an, on a recorder and, 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 and you're just sitting there amazed. And a lot of people don't understand how you can go into a place and get clear Class A uh, or Class C, you know, sentences, just, just right there where you can hear them. So more so... Is the fact that you can get clear pictures there? The pictures are insane, and pictures are the things that are the hard one of the hardest things to get. Yeah, yeah. they're
2: way harder than audio.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. The um, paranormal evidence is just jumping out of the place, just like you guys saw this weekend. There, there was things
3: happening.
1: I haven't processed this weekend yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You will in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's probably
0: when it's going to process through, yeah.
3: When she jumps up and screams and slaps you right in the face, thinking you're something else. That
0: that 5 o'clock in the morning incident
3: was... Yeah, that that
1: was... I I just wanted to sleep. We were...
0: We were down for the count, and then five a.m. I mean 5, 0, 0, 5 a.m. It
1: actually, I went back and I looked at the tapes. It started at four fifty eight. Oh, did it? Yeah.
0: I guess
2: I didn't wake up as quickly
0: <laughs>
1: as I thought. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, explained to Connie K- wasn't there. I I don't know if I told her. You guys might want to tell her what happened.
1: So, <laughs> we we spent we spent Saturday evening with the music box. We have a a music box that has a. Oh, yeah, you showed that to me when I was there. I love that thing. The kids, everywhere we go. Very cool.
0: The kids, if we have entities that are children.
1: It's a kid magnet. Oh,
0: yes. They just love it.
3: Awesome. So I guess we had a couple.
0: Oh, yeah. More often than not, they're timid at first. And so we put it out and we explain to them what it is and what they can do with it and play with it and enjoy it and all that stuff. And more often than not, they're not forthcoming right away. And so, but this is the gotcha. epitome of that. So <laughs> we put it out at what, like <laughs> nine o'clock? I don't know. Whatever Maybe time we were. Nine yeah. o'clock at yeah. night <laughs> or something like that. We we put it out and we tried Very to coax cool. them out in front of it to to trigger it and all that stuff like Nothing. that. Nothing. Zero. <laughs> zilch. Oh, man. And so we went off in other areas and did a few other things and stuff like that. And we, we turned in and we said, let's leave it on for them. Let's leave it there for them. Let's leave it
1: yeah. on. Yeah, let's just leave it on for the kids to play with in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Four, yeah. 4.58. Keep us up
3: damn night. 4.58 yeah. <laughs>
0: a.m. And all of a sudden, <laughs> out of nowhere, there's no lights going by. There's no trucks on the road. There's no curtains blowing. No there's Nothing could have triggered this except somebody well. standing in front of it. And it started to go off, and it didn't stop.
1: You know, I mean, <laughs> They figured out how to play it, and they you you can you can see on the video which listeners we will eventually release whenever we get around to reviewing we'll, all we'll, our evidence.
0: Yeah, it's going to be but a while. You
1: can see on the video, yeah. it's, it starts out real hesitant, right? So it it turns a little bit, gotcha. and it makes a little noise, and then stuff. And this is usually what happens is
0: with the, with the young ones, yeah, the,
1: the, with the little ones, is they'll play with it for a yeah. second to see how it works, kind of dare each other, and then. Then they get going on it, and then that's it.
3: There's no stopping them. Yeah. But the best part like about we were talking about, you know, you got to You got to get more people into the into the band, John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to recruit them. Just yeah, you know, lay out a music box and get your guitar out, and yep,
0: see, who, see if anybody joins. See who comes to the session.
1: At five, at, we, we went to that's bed, right. we went to bed late. I don't think we actually went to sleep till almost two o'clock. So How yeah, about that?
0: That's us being for us, old. That's
1: we we kind of needed really to sleep. Late. But the best part of the whole thing um, is John eventually got up and shut it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't Yay. want to. <laughs> we, <laughs> we
3: talked about Praise it. Praise the Lord.
0: <laughs> oh, we talked about it in bed and like, can we just leave it for them and... And then we just decided we're too selfish. We need to sleep.
3: <laughs> I was like, "Go shut
1: it off!" So he gets right? up and he goes across the hall and he shuts it off. And he comes back in. He comes. He comes back and he he lays down and and he falls asleep at the drop of the hat. I'm not. I I, I can't. I can't sleep very well to begin with. But he's he falls right off asleep. He starts his little snoring thing going. And I'm I'm just kind of laying there chilling out because I'm I'm sort of awake now, and a little. I, I felt somebody come in the room. Right. I didn't see anybody, but I felt somebody come in the room, and I hear this little voice say, "What's up?" You know, like, "Hey, what the oh heck? My. <laughs> Why did you turn it hello, off?"
3: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, at least it's not somebody caressing Dan's head in, in the in the uh, in the downstairs suite. Right. The first night we sleep there. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> wasn't that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first. The first incident we had um, with Dan sleeping there overnight.
2: I don't know if I told y'all about that experience. There's been there's been so many of them. Sometimes I forget some of them. You had asked basically when we first went into the building several years ago, what types of things happened. This actually happened on our first public evening ghost hunt that we ever did in the building, and it was basically a test run. We'd never done one in the building, and. We brought the public in. I think that night there were about six people. A lot of stuff was happening. We had a blast. Everybody was just electrified. And we almost had trouble pushing the group out the door. They didn't oh. want to leave. It was going that. Because normally those, normally those evening investigations, those events, we let them about four hours, four and a half hours. This one, because of all the stuff that was happening, easily went five or six hours. Because everybody was having such a blast. Nobody was looking at the clock. Nobody wanted the party to be over. Yeah, nobody wanted to leave. And funny, I looked at the clock. I was like, ooh, we need to probably wrap this up. So we're all saying our goodbyes. And after the group leaves, we went to our bedroom. Now, the thing about our bedroom at that time was we had just created that bedroom. Like, we had just put the bed in probably a week before that. Because we had gotten the idea already that we're probably going to have to sleep here sometimes.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Sometimes we'll go home. Sometimes we'll stay. We're kind of flirting with the idea of sleeping there, but we had never done it up to that point. So you can, you can imagine what our anxiety level was like. (laughs) Oh, sure. We were just like, we just did this huge investigation. All this stuff was happening. I mean, Too many things were happening just during the event. I remember I looked at Connie, and I was just like, wow. And then our second thought was, oh, God, now we got to sleep here. (laughs) It was like that. (laughs) And the first thing I said to Connie was, I said, you're going to stay awake, aren't you? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I jokingly said it because... um, Snore, snore. You know... Yeah, you you know how it is when we get older, we're like, oh yeah, we're going to stay awake. And then <laughs> uh-huh. 10 minutes after you say it, you say that sentence, you're asleep. You're asleep, <laughs> you know? yep. Right. So I was basically asking her, I was like, okay, you know, let's stay awake 30 minutes and we'll see what happens. You know, we'll just lay there in the dark, front door locked, we'll just see what happens. I didn't know what was going to happen. And Connie was like, oh, yeah, I'll stay awake with you. I'll be your witness, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> like 10 minutes after she said that sentence, she's rolling over on me and going, I'm going to sleep. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 I was like, "I was like, you can't do that. I'm like, I'm laying on my back. That she just rolled did. over with her back facing me. So she's facing away from me. So she just goes out like right there (laughs) and I'm laying on my back thinking, Oh great. If something happens right now, you're on your own. I'm on my own and I'm not going to have a witness, you know, (laughs) know, that's the second second thing you want in the paranormal. You want Uh a witness. You want somebody else to collaborate and experience. Right. So she, she's asleep. I'm laying there on my back thinking, okay, here we go, it's, you know, it's probably going to happen. Well, I don't know how long I was laying there. I was probably laying there a good 30 minutes and not a thing was happening. It was like super quiet. My anxiety level was so high. I was just, every little natural noise, like, you know, buildings make natural mm-hmm. noises. I, I was I was jumping at every natural noise. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this, because I think it was summer at that time and, you know, summer's a little warm. And some of the wood was like expanding and popping and clicking and expanding. Right. Yeah. Yep. So every every little noise like that I was jumping, you know, looking in the dark, going, What's that? What's that? <laughs> and then I find and then I finally realized, Oh, that's just all natural. You
0: were spooked.
2: So after a while right, I was spooked because again it was the first night there. I didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah. Well, about that about thirty minutes later, I started getting sleepy because by then by then it's probably pushing twelve forty five one a.m. Oh,
0: past our bedtime, and
2: yeah, way past our bedtime. And I was already tired from doing the whole event that old evening, and also working before that and all this stuff. Yeah. So I I I start drifting off, and I basically I I turn towards her on my side to face her, and so we're both laying on our sides, and I just go to sleep. I'm, I don't even remember closing my eyes. I just went out. Well. I don't know how long I was out to this day, but I'm estimating maybe 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. But the way this experience started was I thought I was dreaming. I start feeling a woman's hand caressing and massaging my head. Ooh. And exactly, ooh, that was, that was the word. Yeah. And, and the whole time I'm in this dreamy, deep sleep state, um this is my conscious was still there because otherwise I wouldn't remember all this right. but I was yeah. I was out of it and I'm starting to kind of, I'm starting to come awake as all this is happening because it was very spontaneous and I'm feeling the hand and I'm thinking in my subconscious I'm thinking that's Connie rubbing my head and I'm thinking, ooh, you know, where's this going? You know, this feels really good, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and at the and at the same time, I'm waking up, and the very first thing I do is I open my eyes, and when I open my eyes, remember I'm facing her. Mm-hmm. I was facing her back, so I'm still facing her back. And when I open my eyes, she is still asleep in front of me, oh. and she is not rubbing, and she is not rubbing my head. Right. So in that split, that split second, that spontaneous second, I'm like, "What the hell is happening here? What just woke me up? Did I have a dream?" At that same moment, I'm thinking that the hand moves on my head again.
0: Oh, while you're behind, awake now, you're fully
2: awake. While I'm awake, and the hand is going to something behind me. So in that, <laughs> that same, that same spontaneous moment. I'm like, what? I'm thinking, what is going on here? And I roll over, and as I roll over, the whole hand shifts across my head, and I saw what it was. The woman's face was no more than a foot away from my face.
0: Wow. Oh,
2: and she my. And she was bent over the bed, looking straight at me with her hand on the back of my head, and she had a black dress with red and white in it. I could clearly see that because... That night the moon was out and was casting a glow in the room. So I got a really good look at her. And she looked pale, not scary but, but pale looking. Yeah. And she had dark dark hair and her hair was curly and it kinda went down halfway down her arm as far as the length. So she had pretty long hair.
3: Jumped off the bed like a cat.
2: I jumped off the bed like a cat. Yeah. You don't know how you're gonna react to these things and I just I couldn't even control my my shock. No, How could you? Exactly. And that's, that's the way the paranormal is. We always think we can handle everything. Like we're all out there looking for apparitions. We're looking for shadow figures, whatever. We just never know how we're going to react when those moments actually happen.
0: Right. And how they unfold.
2: Right. And those moments always shock you. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing yes. it; They shock you. Yes. And that's what made me jump. My whole body just spasmed. And I landed like a cat, just like you see cat videos where they jump straight up and they land across the room. And you're like, how did the cat just do that? Right. You're like, how did that cat just do that? Well, I did that. I couldn't even recreate it if I
3: tried. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mind you, he's a six foot five man. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. With a few pounds. Exactly. And I did an Olympic... An Olympic gymnastic move that I could even recreate if I wanted to. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And I remember freaked her out. She was just like, oh, my God. And first things out of her mouth was, you just saw a ghost. And I was like, no, duh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, duh. Is a
2: proper
1: response I think what to that. I
3: said was, you just saw something, didn't you? And he said, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what she y- said. Y- yeah. And- right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that you just saw a ghost. No doubt. Might end up being a soundbite. Yeah. Telling you I now. think
3: it probably will be. <laughs> you know what? You know what? She was checking out my man. Yep. We had some problems. She was. She was.
2: Honestly. Yeah. She, yeah, she was. Working was. him out. I, I mean, I don't know to this day who that was. It might've been the madam. I really don't know. You know?
3: Well, you didn't get her number. So you'll never be able to call her back. <laughs> Given the history of
1: the building, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the madam or one of the girls. And, you know, how long had it been before a a male had slept in that building?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, true. And it was after 730. Yeah, because the previous owner was a woman, and she didn't have her kids there for quite a while. So that's probably true. Yeah. Did the previous owner live in the building? She lived there sporadically. She would come on weekends, stay there two days, and then leave.
2: Yeah, it was, like, off and on, so she wasn't there all the time.
3: Because that's a lot of energy to absorb every day. Yep, and um, there's no telling how many people or, or spirits are there. You know, no telling how much suck, how much they're sucking you dry every time you walk in there. I, I can tell you. I can tell
1: you yeah. how they suck you dry every time you walk in there. <laughs> yes, I believe it.
2: <laughs> right.
1: I'm still not quite recovered.
2: She was. Um, she was telling us, basically, a lot of people would come to the store, all the time. She wouldn't even tell them the place was haunted. She wouldn't even get into that. And they'd just come in, customers, and they go upstairs, because all the rooms were full of antiques. And people would end up in the back of the building or in the middle of the building. They'd see other people walking around, and they used to think those were her employees. And she was like, I don't have any employees.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was that was from the story that uh, Dan read when we, when we were first looking and discovered the place when uh, yeah. the, the guy named Wes was walking around. He was looking for you know antiques, and he went upstairs, and he encountered a man, and the man was kind of rude, didn't want to answer the questions. He comes upstairs with his items, tells Jeanette, oh, yeah, I was upstairs, but I just want to tell you, your employee was really rude to me. He wouldn't help me or anything. She goes, oh, I don't have any employees. That is the story that Dan read that made us want to buy the place, that made us interested in the place. So that was what we discovered that day on the Internet. When we were looking, because, see, we were just a ghost hunting group at the time. We were Graveyard Shift Paranormal Investigations. We had been ghost hunting since as a group since 2008, and it just moved from Harlingen. So we were still ghost hunting, still doing the thing.
1: I didn't know that she had an antique store in there.
3: Yeah. It's been a brothel, an antique store. It's been a music store. It's been a a meeting hall, a townhouse.
0: Whoa, back up. Back up. A music store? Yes. Yes.
3: It was a Keel Music Company back in the fifties. We don't know what exact dates. They were carnies. They ran. They ran around with carnivals. So the music store wasn't actual mu- music. It was more like pinball machines and jukeboxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they called it the Keel Music Company. So for a brief time, they did sell like the pinball machines and, and, a, and, and a jukeboxes. What's funny is she told me they took uh, they took out in, in the in the backyard. We've never tried tried to look down there before. But they said if you go down deep, they they put a big pit in the backyard and they buried all these jukeboxes and pummel machines on the ground with dishes and everything. So they're still there. Really? Yep. Yeah. How long was it a music store? Do you know? I don't know, but it it, it happened in the 50s. We have a picture of it, but we don't have the exact things. Mm-hmm.
2: Probably just a few years.
1: Because I'll, I'll tell you um, something I didn't mention when we were there. I don't know if you guys noticed uh yeah when I walk around and I'm going from room to room or I'm running errands upstairs or whatever whenever I I'm doing something I have a tendency to sing my thoughts you know just mm-hmm. I just walk around and I just I just sing goofy things hey out, I'm out. walking down the hall into the
0: open air yeah. yeah
1: and yeah I was I was doing that up on the upstairs on the second floor and it just had a, a whole entourage follow me around while I was doing that and I was like, hey, this That's is kind of cool. Um, I guess they missed the music. <laughs> Not that my singing is yeah, music, but it's do. close
3: enough. Well, you know what, you know what we're going to do downstairs in the Seacrest living room? We're so excited. We're going to make that into a fancy parlor. And I know enough about electronics that I think I can repair the record player that we have down there. Oh, cool. And we have hundreds. We have hundreds of records from going all the way back to, I would say, 40s, 50s. All the way through, like you know, as classic rock '80s people. So, like, we have all of I that. Bet you there. get a We're lot of response.
2: Yeah. yeah, I bet you will. Yeah, we have some really old records, so we haven't even gone through them all. That might be a good thing to put on
0: and broadcast and, and see yeah. response.
3: Yeah, that's I, a good. That's a good thing. Something
1: to put on the two. Now we've got something to write down for the next time we go.
3: No, I think you should bring your guitar. <laughs> I can bring my guitar and you can, you can laugh at me while I attempt to play around your, your presence. We can teach me stuff. We can play. I mean,
0: that's something Cecilia keeps telling me to do. And I haven't done yet on an investigation.
3: Well, we've done it with uh, my friend, Joe, David Peacock. He comes sometimes and brings his acoustic. Um, You remember I was telling you his son was uh, the lead singer, Pantera.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, David, David, David Peacock way back when, but he, he comes sometimes and he brings his acoustic and he'll jam and, you know, he'll fix my tempo, and then we'll be playing just fine. So, Do you get any kind of
0: paranormal responses when you're playing music?
3: Some, sometimes we get activity after the fact. Okay. We don't do it very much because we want people to enjoy the place, you know, without interference from us. Right, So right. even though we're at the location, we try to stay out of everybody's business. Yes, you know, sir. Because we want you guys to have an authentic experience.
2: Other groups have played... Um Really old saloon music and stuff, and they do get a lot of responses. Oh,
0: really? Like ragtime, uh, frontier saloon music? You
1: say?
2: <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, music, music from the twenties. Yeah, anything really <laughs> early. <Yeah. laughs> That's another
0: story. I don't for like us. my
1: husband right now. <laughs>
2: That's
0: another story for us. So
1: somewhere else we were staying, we were we were uh, kept awake by that.
0: Yeah, all night I mean. long.
1: Yes. all night long, oh, no. nonstop. It non-stop. was like oh my god! If full, I never hear that again, I will. I will a be happy. Full
0: on ragtime whiskey <laughs> <laughs> saloon
3: <laughs> and stomping. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes, on and on with drunken men singing and chorus lines and the piano player oh, pounding <laughs> <on> the <of, laughs> piano.
1: Speaking of drunken entities. What the heck? So we go stay at one place who I won't mention on this particular episode and drunken stomping and drunken laughing and drunken bruhahaing. We go to your place and uh, Dan breaks out the portal box, yeah, which I'd mm-hmm. never used before.
2: That wasn't that
1: was <laughs> and we get we get yeah, a that's whole that's a
3: good that's a good
1: instrument, yeah, we get is. a whole room full of. Drunken people <laughs> coming through,
0: playing cards, playing cards, amid- with each other, and-
1: admitting to being drunk. Yep, hitting on your husband it sounds about right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we hit on him. I I'm not the one. I, I guess I'm right.
2: not the one with the wiggle butt. Though. <laughs>
1: no, no, that you you are the wiggle butt because when I said, "Did you want Dan to wiggle your butt? Wiggle his butt?" and they said, "Yes." Yeah. So we
0: asked about uh, you asked about me, and they said no. And you asked about you, and they said no. Then you asked about Dan, and, and they're they said like, yes.
3: <laughs> hey, what am I, chopped liver? No, you weren't there. Yeah, get you weren't there. <laughs> Where? Th- this was well, a... You can pretend I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did were talking you. about you. <laughs> I'm never leaving again. That's it. <laughs> so, so Dan told us. Every about- time I leave, all the all the good stuff happens. Not fair. You're going to commute from uh,
0: Ballinger to San-, San Angelo to work and come back to Ballinger every night.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's so Dan it. tells us about him getting his hair petted. Have yeah. you had experiences like that?
3: Um, my experiences are more. Uh, I've had a couple of experiences where I just. Look, I'm not that sensitive, and when I do get a reaction or something like that, I know I've hit I've hit a nerve somewhere. So when I when I get anything like that, which is rare, because I'm not I'm about as sensitive as a rock.
0: Yeah, you and I both. But uh, if you're there, <laughs> with you. yeah, if
3: you're there long enough, you do start to feel things. And you know, besides the, you know, the door doors banging when no one's around, someone's banging on the door, or um, you can you can hear things, you can you can see pictures, you can get recordings, but for me, I feel it. So, like, I'll give you an example. I walked in downstairs to our room, and I was sleeping there that night. It was pitch black, and I'm usually pretty comfortable in our room, in that in that particular room. Same room as it happened to Dan, and I'm I'm walking to the bathroom, and um, I I can't see you know at all, but I'm fine with that. And go to the bathroom, and as I'm walking towards the bathroom, I just feel something right in my face.
0: Uh.
3: I go to turn around because I want to turn the light on, and I see this huge, massive black shadow figure just in my face. And I just almost lost my, my nerve. I almost almost lost my bowel before I even got to the bathroom.
0: Yeah. Because
3: I felt like it was just right there on me. And the second I go to turn on the light and I look back, it's gone. That feeling is gone, too.
0: Oh, wow.
3: And it it has happened to me a few times like that where I feel it just kind of right there on me and I know it's there, but I can't, I can't touch it. I can't, I can't, I can't grasp it. And I yeah. know other people have felt that. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was an overwhelming, just a uh, take my breath out of my, my lungs feeling. It's a yeah. creep, creep, creepy feeling. And even me
1: who's not sensitive gets that. The entities in your house have absolutely no sense of personal space. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, you mean you mean in the hotel?
3: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. They'll get up all in your business. You
1: yeah, it's it's like they're super glued to you. So yeah, I, I get it when when you say that they were just like right there because yeah. it sometimes like, it's like I felt, move. I felt
3: like it was it was bothersome at some point. Like I felt like it was invading my my space. You know, like yeah. if you're if you're maybe uh, six feet away from me, maybe I can live with that. But if you're right and like a foot away from me, that's my space. And I've I feel I feel like sometimes that the spirits at the old hotel do 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 that they get right up in your space and you can feel it and I'm not even sensitive and I can feel it so that is one thing that overwhelms me sometimes that happens a lot while I'm there I can't describe it it's just it's a weird feeling
0: I had that happen to me uh, and I'm like you Connie I'm not very sensitive at all um, I've got a rock middle- you're
3: sensitive as a rock.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I've got one little tick of of uh, sensitivity, and that's it. That's it's very low. That's kind of how I am. Yeah, I have something, but it's not very much. And Cecilia has it. I'm much more of a more of than a, I do
3: of an analyst, a logical person. Yeah,
0: see, that's Is that what me. you are too. Yeah, and, and I'm yeah, on, I'm,
3: I'm, a, a, I'm I was an analyst in the army. I was an intelligence analyst in the army. So I'm trained to look at patterns and and uh organization and structure and right. find out where where the patterns are getting mixed up. You yeah, know?
0: The, the analytical side, not so much the, the feeling yep. side. And so that's right. me. Dan's
3: and, more sensitive than me.
0: Yeah. So we're kind of the same team, uh, just inverted. Yeah, we are. Um, on the yeah, genders. that's exactly right. I had one experience in your hotel that r- raised every hair on every follicle of every pore on my body.
3: <laughs> what was that tell us well Do yeah, tell us
0: i don't know how to explain it so we were picking up um upstairs at the back end of the hall
3: yep portals
0: yeah and the chair room
3: so yep, the portals right there a portals there i think there's a portal right at
0: the end of the hallway so where i picked it up was in the room on the left hand and and for listeners i'm sorry if you can't visualize this, if you haven't been to the to the site, uh, bear with us. But at the end of the hall, you turn left. You go into the chair room, and then there is a uh, an adjoining bathroom between the two Jack rooms. and Jill bathroom.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The Jack and Jill bathroom between the chair room and the room one up from the end of the hall. Right there, right. We were picking up. All kinds of energy. Cecilia picked it up herself, you know, with her, herself. And then I went and got instruments. Yep. And I got my good old tri field meter, the analog needle tri field, you know, the old school stuff. I dug that out mm-hmm. and I went around and I found that one jam of that doorway from the chair room into that Jack and Jill bathroom was just pegging my needle. All, on the on the pin it was pinning it
3: huh.
0: and there's okay. nothing there there's nothing electrical there there's nothing right. there's nothing there i mean the only thing there is a rusty eye hook screwed <coughs> into the door jam that's it
3: well now that you're now that you're thinking about that one spot let me tell you what happened this one time we have wi-fi cameras one's upstairs mm-hmm. and it faces it's right next to the pink room, and it looks all the way down the hall. Right. And then downstairs, we have one right in the middle. Right. Okay, so the one upstairs is on, and we're at home, right? We're not even there. It's about dusk. It's summertime, and we are looking around in the rooms. We see mist in the back, and, you know, I was like, oh, that looks kind of creepy. I'm going to take a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. so I take a picture, and then I blow the picture up, and I, I don't even know what to tell you. There was a, a group of people standing there. Pretty clear. Pixelation shows a guy, with a black cat. 1910s derby hat his hands are forward there's a lady next to him with a pearl necklace she's kind of big like a grandma there's a little girl to his left and there's another person that I can't identify because they're blurred Um, I take that picture and we freak so we decide to do an experiment the next weekend we go up and we lay all of our EMF meters down the hallway because we want to test a theory that that ghosts are coming in and out of that one spot yeah and so I said, what if, what if they're stuck there and they have to jump the portal before the time runs out or they're stuck there for the, for the next night? And every night, maybe the portal opens up. So it was just a theory. So what I did was we took EMF meters and we placed them all the way down the hall and we waited till dusk. Do you know what happened? Tell us. Every EMF meter lit up down the hall. Oh, at wow. One, at, at one point. One ride after the other, then it stopped. It only lasted for it was nuts. a couple of minutes. Yeah. It, um, but That we just we, we think that that there's a portal there and that it opens and closes every day. And then the ghosts are moving in and out of the portal. Sometimes there's bad ones and sometimes there's good ones. Sometimes there's stuff we don't want to mess with.
0: You know what? But it,
3: they're moving in and out of there. And I think a lot of places have like portals, portal jumps.
0: Now that you Isn't say that... It was that time Mm -hmm. of day that, that it was was. the time of day that we were down there and we picked that up. It spiked. The energy spiked. I
3: I, I just think, yep. mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's my theory. That's my theory. And I think that a lot of places have certain spots in their location that's been just opened up and then it's just a transport. Yep. It's like a bus station. Yeah. And you never know who's going to be there because they're always moving in and out. I took a bunch of full spectrum pictures.
0: Yes, we did. We got right a full around then too. So I'll have too. to pull
1: those. I haven't pulled anything to start really looking at it so yet. Go so through there, them real slow. Yes. Yeah.
0: Also, a mirror in the chair room, and yes, where I can picked put that up in there. The, the epicenter of the energy that I was picking up, and and this is the only place that I had a physical reaction was right there in that doorway, okay. and every hair, hmm. every follicle stood up on my body. So
3: it happens a lot in that spot.
0: Yeah, and so what I did was Cecilia brought the full-spectrum camera up, and we took pictures all around, and then I took a good number of pictures, bounced off that mirror, aimed at that location, in that door frame, and, and in into the Jack and Jill bathroom, through the mirror from the room. So, we haven't obviously had time to review any of this yet, but...
3: I'm right. going to pay well,
0: really strict attention to look that. Look at it
3: really carefully because yeah. you might you might discover some things. Yeah. Um, it's just a weird place. I don't know how help to explain it. We we're still discovering. We're still discovering the history and water. Still discovering um, you know, we're still discovering the little perks of the place. You know, all the things that happen and all the things that don't happen and we never know what kind of a day we're going to have. Sometimes it's boring and the next day it's like grand central station. For Ghosts. So we never know what kind of night we're going to have but one thing is true there's always something happening. Yeah, 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 so yeah, there you is. you've got to keep your eyes
1: open. Mm-hmm.
3: Be you a- got to and, and see the another another thing people don't understand about ghosts sometimes the ghosts are not going to wait for you, okay? You you got to go find them. Yeah. And they're not just going to hang out in one spot, they're going to keep moving. So I always tell everybody, you know, go to a, a spot, pull out all the stops, be very very quiet, take your time take your time. Look at what you have. And if you don't get anything within the first 30 minutes, it's time to move on Mm -hmm. because they're not there. I also noticed
1: some truth when we first got there. Dan, do you remember telling us about how they're camera shy?
2: Yeah, I I truly believe that they do not like their pictures taken Mm -hmm. or videos taken. And I think, you know, people walk around obviously with the camera in their hand and they can see that. So they're not going to, like, stand there and pose.
1: We try to be slick with the body cams and just hanging them, right? Right. But I I noticed that as soon as we, we took the cameras down and, we you know, as soon as we took the cameras off and put them away or whatever, things started to happen more. As soon as we picked the cameras up.
3: Well, that's why we have those Wi-Fi cameras up. We can take a snapshot or get a video anytime we want. It's kind of nice.
1: I think I think the next time we come, if we bring the DVR, we're gonna we're gonna hide them in a teddy bear or something. Yeah, we've, we've
0: already talked about how to disguise them. We've already in, talked
1: about how to disguise in, them in objects. Or John
3: could dress up as a lady and um, pretend like he's a grandma or something, and you know, hide a camera. There you I go.
1: <laughs> I that'd be great for for a video. <laughs> in in all fairness, Absolutely.
0: on on the yeah on, on the initial walkthrough with Dan uh, on night number one. Uh, he said right out, they're very camera shy. You guys entities Mm -hmm. are very camera shy. And uh, now that we've experienced two nights and days there, I attest to that because uh, it it just, you know, and anyone, you know, listeners, anyone who is an investigator and goes to sites and things, you understand what we're saying. Anyone that's not um, just understand what we're saying is true. Very often the the spirits are camera shy, and they have a certain control over electronica and modern technology. They have a yeah, or, a, we a, think a, they do. They have a handle on something that that we don't. We can push the button. We can
3: well, we've caught them moving the Wi-Fi cameras before.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have an ability over our modern electronica that even we don't. Uh, so it it becomes really challenging to try to capture them using modern electronica when they have a, a the upper hand on us. So <laughs> I think we experienced a lot Definitely. of that this last weekend. We experienced a lot personally, but I don't know yet whether we captured anything that we can right. really show anyone. Um, right. Right. Because every time we'll we... will see,
3: right? All you can do
1: is just keep looking.
0: That's all we can I, do.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, after we got the truck all packed up and getting ready to go and saying our goodbyes, that's, right. what, all that's when I actually actually physically saw the little boy that we talked about. And I'm not naming names or giving descriptions or anything. We'll, we'll leave that for other people right. to discover. But uh, at the top of the stairs, like real as real could be until, huh. he, until he turned around and faded away. He was away. getting but,
3: used to and you didn't want you to leave.
1: Well, we didn't want to leave, man. I will tell you what, if I could have, I would have stayed a few more days. Yeah. They were oh, you, you well, could, we
3: we love everybody coming. You know, it becomes your place too.
1: I could really feel the kids starting to warm up that last night and that morning before we're leaving.
0: Starting about four fifty eight. Starting
1: about four fifty eight in the morning. <laughs> but so if somebody somebody wants to book your place, what can they expect for an overnight investigation? I mean, what kind of packages do you have? I know you do some tours during the day. Okay.
3: Let me let me talk about that one because uh we offer several things. First of all, we are not a regular hotel. We tell everybody you cannot just <laughs> yeah. book a room. You cannot just book you cannot just book a, a one room and get a hundred dollar package or whatever.
1: They were German tourists who thought differently.
3: Yeah. Oh my God, it's every day. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yep. but everybody just thinks it's a regular hotel and they'll call us or they'll say we want to book a room. We're like, I'm I'm very sorry, and then we have to explain. But first, we have everything on the website. Um, we have, the first package is pretty cool. It's just a $25 ghost hunt. And what we do is we wait till we have at least five people on the list, on the waiting list. Then we go ahead and book it. And then we offer snacks. We do a tour. They get to use our equipment. And we go on a ghost hunt for about four hours. Oh, cool. That's for the $25? First the the That's second the way, one is called the, the parent. Wait, wait, back up. $25, yep. $25? bucks. Mm-hmm.
0: They can use your equipment
3: for four hours. Yes. That's,
0: that's right. correct. With wow. the- and we get them
3: snacks and we get them a tour. Damn. Yeah. What a great deal. We show them how to use the equipment and everything. Yeah, and, it, and if four or five people sign up, that's a minimum of $125 that we'd be getting. So that's worth it to us. Right. We drive right. all the way from San Angelo. We buy snacks. We we uh, eat like pigs all night long. And we provide <laughs> drinks and stuff. And they get to use the equipment. And we have a really good time. And that that's the fun part. And then they go home like at 12 or 1. And we just head back home. The second option is what we call the paranormal lockdown, and that truly is the best option. Um, we used to only offer them twice a year for, for people because they couldn't come up with three hundred dollars to stay the night. They were they, you know they, were, they don't have that kind of uh money, and they don't have that many people in their group. and so what we do is it came up with a package where you just pay fifty bucks. You pay fifty bucks a person. And you get to have a room or share a room with, some, with, your, with your partner, whoever you're with. And we we first uh, give you a room. We watch a movie. We provide snacks and junk food. Uh, we use our equipment. We show, give them a tour. We show them how to use the equipment. And then we go on a ghost hunt. And then we let them loose and they get to roam around all night. And then they can go to bed whenever they want in their own room. That's for 50 bucks a person.
0: Ah, wow, that's really good And that too. is insane
3: yeah you well we 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 don't care we're not about making money in the paranormal we're just trying to keep the place going
0: sure
3: so when we offer the packages we make them reasonable even for the you know just we We, tr- we want to make everybody avail- allowed to come in we want it to be available to everybody sure just we have another package which we just yeah yeah we make we have another package where it's 100 bucks and that one is new because we have never, ever, ever before opened the jail or the, the jail never been open to the public to ghost hunt. We don't even know if there's ghosts in there right now. We still got to check that out. So we, that is a Old Park Hotel and go, a jail mm-hmm. ghost hunt. You get to stay overnight at the Old Park Hotel, and then you get to go across the street to go ghost hunt at the jail and then come back to go to sleep at the Old Park Hotel. Wow. That one's cool. And that's coming up. We're fixing to have our first one. Yep, we have our our first one. It it booked out in two hours. We put up a second one. That booked out by the next day. Yeah. So we'll have another one probably uh, posting in June, but we want to give everybody an opportunity who hasn't gotten to to sign up for it yet to do it because there's a lot of people kind of irritated that they didn't get the first and second ones. Yeah. But they've been waiting for it for years. So we had to go through a lot of hurdles and became members of the Historical Society to even get on to even be able to do that. So we donate all of the 50, you know, that we are, you know, we pay the 100, but we only take 50 of that. We give the 50, the other 50 to, to the jail as a donation. So, uh, all that money, that's how we have that. We give that to them. Then there's the other one, the $300 a night. You can book it out. We don't, we, 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 we'll give you a tour, but normally you bring your own equipment and you get the run of the place. We go hide in our room and just stay away from you and leave you alone unless you us <laughs> to come hang out with you. And that's that's what we did, guys.
0: Yeah, that's what we did, and and it was great. I mean, we are already looking forward to booking again and returning.
3: Oh well, we can't wait to see you again. It's really hard
0: on a, a site that is this active to to mm-hmm. just roll into town and roll through and roll on out down the road. Um, there's just too much going on. You really yeah. have to kind of learn the site. You have to learn the building. You have to learn the spirits, the entities, and then go back yeah. home, di- digest it, and then formulate a plan of attack.
3: Maybe that's why so many people come back. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I- I'll tell you what. Um, um, I know I have some level of sensitivity. I know there's people who are way more sensitive than I am, but I do have some level.
0: Much more than I do.
1: Well... <laughs> Okay, my rock. Me too. Okay, my rock. Uh, and that place, that place, it, it drained me, right? So the protections that I normally carry yeah. that are fine for other places, just f- just for the mm-hmm. sheer volume <laughs> of your hotel. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't enough. No, I, well, some mm-hmm. people, some people don't have a positive, but we had a, we had a positive experience the entire time we were there, even with somebody shoving me into closets, <clears throat> Dan.
3: <laughs> um, I dance. Uh, did, so, I,
2: did I do that? Yeah. So, so
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. tell yeah, me, yeah, how does the, that make you feel? You'll uh, get
0: you. Ha- how do you feel <laughs> in there?
1: Halfway through the first night, they they really they really drained my energy. So yeah. by the the second day, I was well. Just, that's because you're the battery. You're yep, the battery. Yeah, all that's the exactly that there, what happened. The yep. And mm-hmm. by by the end of the second night, by by the time we broke out that portal box at the second night, I could barely stand up. I was just so...
3: You know those portal boxes that we have? We only have one out of three, right, that were made? Yeah. The guy that made those, he made just three, and he made each one, one for each location. I, Dan can tell you the location's names, but he told us to give it a name. And the first thing that popped into my head was, we'll call it a cowboy, we'll call it cowboy. But the portal box was black, so... It's Black Cowboy. And cool. then other places name their portal boxes differently. But uh, it, I don't even know how you how managed to put this together, but Dan can tell you the other locations, I think.
2: Well, I don't remember them right off the bat, but like I, like I said, there's only three of those. And you also have evidence of what it can do. Oh, yes. Um, which which is pretty impressive. And we didn't even uh, – remember, we went to two different areas of the building. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that one area we hardly get anything except a few things then we go to the other area and it was like boom there yeah. they were. It yeah. was a
0: full on uh, saloon hootenanny. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was a yeah <laughs> it was a card game with girls and Giggling drinking and, and
1: drinking. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think they said whiskey and oh, rum yeah. and who's drunk and yeah, who's, they drunk. Did. who's drunk. Who's
0: <laughs> drunk? we accused them of being drunk? And somebody said who's drunk? <laughs> so
2: I'm starting to see why they weren't <laughs> in the other area. They just, they were having a party. They were know? all up there in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: all the fun was.
0: Yeah,
1: but I, I feel like because I was so drained. My energy was just bottomed out that yeah. it made it a lot harder for me to, to focus and concentrate on what was going on around me. So, yeah, we have to come back. Uh-huh. Only I'm smarter now. I know.
0: Right. Going in, we will be smarter <laughs> and not let Cecilia be drained like that.
1: And and, and I'm not going to let Dan shove me into closets. So. Right. She's already been shoved into
0: closets. So that's... that. We can, we can tick that off Be the list. Be careful Dan will
3: tick one of the dolls on you.
1: <laughs> I think he
3: already tried that a couple of
1: times.
3: But he likes to do that. He's like, he's like, I'm going to go get one of my dolls. All right. Oh, no, not that. Better, better behave or I'm going to get your, my doll.
1: Listeners, when you meet Dan, you're going to say, oh, Dan is such a sweet guy. Dan is no, so nice. No, don't listen to
3: them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a prankster, guys. Big time. Be careful. <laughs> I'm not.
2: I'm not. I'm really not that bad. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes,
3: you are. <laughs> uh huh. I, I have a. a- I'm married to. You remember. <laughs>
1: I, I I have a memory of a very creepy thing standing behind me in a room at the bottom, all the way at the end of the hallway. Oh, there. in a workshop. In a workshop that somebody shoved me into.
3: So. <laughs> yeah, that particular area, we think John Henry Keel is back there, and that's his maintenance room. He doesn't like women in there, but um, he had, he warms up to you after a while. But he he's kind of we call him the grumpy. I call him the grumpy old bastard. Yeah, yeah. that that
1: wasn't that wasn't Mister Keel. That I encountered no, in that okay. room. This was someone else. It was another
3: grumpy old bastard.
1: Uh, it, it wasn't all. Was it wasn't all bastard. He was just a, a mean bastard. But yeah, uh, I, gotcha. I encountered Mr. Keel upstairs when we uh-huh. were upstairs, and him just telling me, "This is mine."
0: Yeah, very proprietary. Yeah. Oh, gotcha.
1: <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, okay, it's it's not mine." So well, his
3: family owned that building off and on for like a hundred years.
0: Yeah, that's so a lot of history.
3: I can understand why he'd be possessive. Yeah. What's weird is his wife's name name was Virginia Pruitt Keel, and uh, I never made the connection. I'm adopted, and when I discovered who my parents were, or my mother was, well, the family name is is Pruitt. And so I think that was Virginia's maiden name. And so what's weird is um, I may even be related to the previous owners from the 1920s. Oh, wow. That that might be why the house wants you guys. Which is even, yeah. It could be. It's weird. We have a, the, the Pruitt family is very large. Uh, and uh, the name, I, I even have the 384 page document that takes us all the way back to the Ma- James Madison's. James um, uh But it, it's just, it's just nuts how, how, you know, the locations pick you. Yeah. And how sometimes it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a choice. Yeah. No. If somebody wanted to book something with the hotel, mm-hmm.
1: how would they go about doing that?
3: We have an events booking page on the website. Now, we just redid it, and um, we're going to redo the front part because everybody's sending, you know, a message with their phone number, and we're not wanting them to do that. We only want them to do that when they have a question. We want them to go to the event booking pages, and then there's a little thing at the bottom that says steps to book, and it tells you exactly how to book. First, you look at the booking calendar. You open it up and see if there's any blank dates. You let us know, hey, I want this date. You pay online. And then we con- uh, send a confirmation to you and put you on the calendar. And that's all there is to it.
0: So what's the
1: URL? Olde
3: OLDeparkhotel.com. Okay,
2: great.
1: And I understand you also have a Facebook page for the hotel. Yep. Dan,
3: you want to tell them about that?
2: Yeah, it's called the Haunted Oak Park Hotel. It's a very uh, popular Facebook page. And we advertise everything on there. So everything we have coming up, we have on there. We have Daryl Mustafa from Ghost Hunters mm-hmm. coming May first, which is going to be a great event. And just whatever pops up, we put on there.
1: So, if, listeners, if you want a book, go ahead to their website, and I will include a link in the show notes, so you'll be able to uh, awesome. click on Thank that. You. And I will also include a link to the Facebook page if you want to join the Facebook page. Uh, I can say I joined the Facebook page, and you know everything you ever want to know, everything that's coming up. There's clips. And now that you
3: have a t-shirt, Cecilia, you can say, I survived a night at the old park. (laughs) I did. I survived a night.
1: The first night there, somebody played with the door to the room. They kept opening and closing and opening and closing, like just swinging it back and forth and rattling the doorknob. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that was our first night, aye, aye, aye. and then the second night was the music box waking us up. So it's kind of like being here in the Well, you house. got
3: two t-shirts, one for you and John. so yes. then you could say you'd survive two nights. Yeah. So you got one <laughs> for you. That's right.
0: One, one for one and the other for the other. I, I,
1: th- <laughs> I think. Right. I think my fantasy is to actually spend a week there sometime. Yeah, really, we need more time. Oh my time. gosh,
3: yeah. There's so much Ooh, going be on. crazy. There's so much. Well, the best time to book if you want to spend longer periods of time of two days is the summer. Mm-hmm. Starting June 1st, every year, we open up every day from June 1st all the way to August 1st. Okay, through the summer. So, yes, because we're teachers. We're high school teachers. Right. So, of course, during the year, during the school year, we're not available, but on the weekends we are. And in the holidays. But in the summer, we open up full time. So if anybody wants to book, all of those days are available.
1: I can tell you, listeners, it's definitely worth it. Yep. Just Just to give you a quick example before we wrap up. Uh, John and I pulled up to the hotel the first day. Uh, John was having a cigarette because he smokes and thankfully does not smoke inside. So he was outside by the truck while we were out there and him smoking a cigarette. A little boy came from the hotel and got us and brought us back in. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Yep. about 10, 12 year old. Crazy.
1: Yeah. That's my little league boy. I kept mentioning. Yeah. Little league age. Yeah, gotcha. so I mean, the place is 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 crazy active. Um, mostly, our our experience was mostly positive. Every everybody we encountered was positive for the most part, with we the know, exception of one creepy person in that back room.
0: Yep, and we know there's yeah other teams that have gone in and have experienced uh, you know a little bit less than positive stuff.
3: Being yeah, a- of course You're ejected get that. out
0: of chairs, uh,
3: <clears throat> scratch yeah pushed out pushed. of chairs. Yep.
0: Yep, stuff like that. Push down the stairs. Push yep. down the stairs, yes. Um, but thankfully, we, we, we didn't experience any of those things, but we can definitely tell you. I don't know whether or not we captured evidence we can show you later. We don't know that yeah. yet. But uh, we certainly experienced it firsthand. I mean, they're a very, very active site. Many, many entities.
3: Yeah. Definitely. Well, the best part of the the whole experience for us is to get me to meet people like you, and y'all become part of our, our family permanently. So we really appreciate you coming and spending your time with us and and loving the place and and uh, you're part of the whole Park Hotel family now. Aw, that's so sweet. That is wonderful.
1: And oh yeah, they've got a they've got a room of, room yes. where you can put your equipment and whatnot, where they've got. Uh, pictures and t-shirts and everything else from previous teams yeah we
3: call it the wall of fame
1: there's a few in there that you're going to recognize listeners if you go out there so (laughs) (laughs) I i do recommend this place head on out there uh we will have all the links that you need in the in the show notes these people are fantastic they were great hosts uh we had a lot of fun with with Dan in his little box.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Dan
1: uh, in the, box. the closet in the yellow room, maybe not so much. But yeah, well. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> we'll leave that you up know, to you. Dan, you, know, you know, I, I got to tell a joke about Dan real quick. He um, can't remember the names of the rooms. So he started calling them, a.k.a. the yellow room, the pink room, the green room. Yeah. So, like, if you ask him and put him on the spot what the names of the rooms are, he probably can't tell you. I couldn't either. <laughs> so I make fun of them a lot. I've got them better. <laughs> yeah. What's the first room in the... What's the pink room, a.k.a.?
2: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh exactly right. I like that uh, room, by the way. I the like that room a room,
3: lot. The pink room is called Helen's The pink, Azaleas.
2: The pink Victorian room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Helen's Azaleas. Yeah. I, I, and then there's damn. Jenny's Honeysuckle Suite.
0: Yeah. Right, Dan. I like. Uh, <laughs> I like that better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, okay. I know how crazy you can... your schedules are, and I appreciate you taking the time to come out and chat yeah, with us. Yeah, this has been great. This has been fun. It was a lot of fun to talk to you guys.
0: Thank you so much for having yep. us at your at your site and uh, hosting us, and that was great. And thanks so much for coming on
3: thank you guys good luck welcome
2: guys
1: <laughs> we'll talk Venable to you soon <laughs> have a good night uh-huh. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. bye bye uh-huh.
2: bye
1: hey if you like what you hear and how could you not we are freaking adorable check us out as crazy cat paranormal on facebook youtube instagram and twitter
3: the links will be in the show notes